Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the TCOYD podcast. Today, we're going to talk about dental hygiene, the oral manifestations of diabetes. And with us is now my good friend and dental hygienist, Dana Berliner. Good morning, Dr. Edelman. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for uh, coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Well, Dana and I both grew up in the San Fernando Valley. She went to UCSB, Santa Barbara. She graduated from her dental training at USC. She's got four sons, two colleagues, and is extremely active and works at least at one other dentist's office where I get selfies from friends (laughs) who also see Dana. And um, I want to jump into our topic today. And I don't I don't know if people realize that the oral manifestation of diabetes are is huge, and um, it reflects the health of many other parts of the body. And I think that's one thing that I ho- hopefully you'll ta- all take away at the end of the show is how to take better care of your teeth and gums. So, Absolutely. Um, Dana, let's talk about let's define two phrases that we hear a lot: gingivitis and periodontal disease. Okay. Well, to start with, um, the basic problem is plaque. Plaque is bacteria that everybody produces day in and day out. And uh, plaque can show up in the mouth, which it does, and cause gingivitis, which is an inflammation of the gums. And it causes swelling, pain, bleeding, and can also lead to periodontal disease, which is the loss of bone and all the structures that hold the teeth into the bone. So, yes, plaque, if it's not controlled by flossing and brushing every day, it builds up, and that's how you get gingivitis. And then, if you don't remove it, it hardens, and that's what we call tartar. And that tartar gets under the gum line and eats away at that bone. And that's where periodontal disease starts. And once you have no bone holding your teeth, your teeth fall out. That's tooth loss. And there you go. <laughs> when I, that was excellent. You know, when I think of tartar, I think of McDonald's fish sandwiches. But, but there's a Not whole new quite. face. Now, let me just ask you. When you clean my teeth, yes. uh, the first thing you do is you call a colleague over. You stick that probe up into my gum area you cause bleeding then you blame me you give me bad scores and so you're measuring um what how important is that test because it ha- you guys do it every single time yeah absolutely and it's called probing and um it's a measuring the amount of bone loss that is between your teeth um and it's a huge indication of whether you have inflammation and gingivitis and periodontal disease. If you bleed while we probe you, then we know right then and there there's inflammation and there is starting gingivitis. And depending on our numbers, uh, you really want to hear twos and threes. If you start hearing five, six, seven, eight, you're in trouble because that's a big in- indication that you have bone loss. And that's because of all that hardened tar- hardened plaque or tartar that's underneath the gum line eating away at the bone yeah and the way i ended up getting uh meeting you is that i had sevens and eights in one area of my mouth and i had to have a bone graph from a cadaver right. that the periodontist did dr sodasani and um that's because 
it was in the back of my mouth, apparently a problem area, and I was getting seven and eights. No matter what I did, uh, I could not get the, that area down. And right. uh, most of the time, I'm praying for fives <laughs> and sixes. And it's important that uh, everyone get, get these by their dental hygienist. And it doesn't matter, go to a periodontist or a dentist, because you're right. obviously, you move around, and you want to make sure someone measures. Exactly, exactly. Loss. In any dental office, if you're going to get a cleaning, they should be probing and checking those numbers. And that's one of the best indications of really what's going on in your mouth. It's kind of a little roadmap. Once we finish probing uh, every tooth, there's six scores for each tooth. And um, when it's all finished, we have a little roadmap um, with the numbers. And that's where we can see if there's bone loss or not. Or if, it, if there's healthy gum tissue. And you can obviously <clears throat> document and follow over time. Absolutely. If things are getting better or worse. And we're going to talk exactly. at the end of the program what people should do to protect their teeth and gums. Now, we should just spend a little bit talking about this inflammation issue. Uh, we had an obesity specialist, Jenny Luna. She did one of our initial podcasts. And one thing that struck me, she's always talking about inflammation you know inflammation and i've heard you say before how it can affect other organs in the body as an endocrinologist i could have told you week months ago years ago that inflammation affects the heart but you mentioned other areas of the body and i'm kind of curious about that absolutely well uh your mouth if you have inflammation in your mouth that inflammation can travel through your body and you're absolutely right to your heart to your gut, to um, especially as a diabetic, to the retina of your eyes, to it, it, it affects healing in your body. Um, it, inflammation just wreaks havoc in, in your whole body. Yeah. And um, I saw that you wrote in some of the notes that we took uh, before doing the show that um, it affects the white blood cells and the, uh, the, 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 the complete blood count that you get on your labs. You won't see any abnormality, but it does affect the healing process. Absolutely. And um, that's why when you have diabetes, quote unquote, out of control, mm-hmm. and you've mentioned that several times, uncontrolled diabetes, um, it could make gingivitis and periodontal, periodontal disease worse. And, you know, is there a mechanism that, explains why it makes it worse? Well, uh, as diabetics, um, I know that the saliva production is less. And then when you are uncontrolled, the excess sugar in your saliva can make that even worse. So that can cause cavities because it makes your mouth dry. And that's a huge problem. Um, When you have dry mouth, which is also a huge, um, very common side effect of medications, most medications, you know, it's a side effect. And that can cause um, dry mouth and food to stick and cavities. And you're just more prone to um, issues like that. Bad breath. Bad breath. It's hard to talk. It's hard to chew. It's hard to swallow your food. Dry mouth is really not good. So... You know, in essence, it's just another reason to keep your mouth healthy and prevent inflammation and 
all that. I never, I never thought uh, I, I had dry mouth because of that. I thought because I talk so much. That and, too. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, but that that's important. And I think uh, you're reminding me of people that have dry mouth. They do have a lot of cavities. Mm-hmm. And people who are out of control are thirsty. They're drinking a lot. And they right. typically get dry mouth. So right. I think that's that's really important. And do you do you actually see your patients? Can you tell when someone comes in if their diabetes is under good control or poor control? I mean, just by looking at their gums and teeth or someone that just doesn't take care of their teeth? I, I can. Um, if they're diabetic, and I know that, usually we take a medical history. So up front, I know if they're diabetic. But I can see uh, undiab- I mean, uncontrolled diabetics have um, a lot more plaque, obviously. Plaque is along the gum line, the white sticky stuff, you know, you could see that and uh, more inflammation. The gums are more, you know, redder, they're inflamed. Um, yeah, definitely. And and if I see somebody who presents with dry mouth, their mouth is just dry. The tongue is stickier and I see the way they talk. It, it's, it's, it's very evident that their mouth is dry and the saliva production is lower. And it, it just leads to just more, you know, issues. Yeah, and I've heard I've heard that some periodontists and dentists that are sharp, they can actually make the diagnosis before someone with type two diabetes right. may know, even though right. their blood sugars are elevated. Right. Aside from diabetes, uh, we can look in the mouth and sometimes see a lot of other diseases, even before uh, the patient goes to a doctor. Let's talk about smoking. Um, you know, of course, we're not going to browbeat anybody that still smokes because it's a tough habit to break sure and um how does that make things worse oh well the the byproducts are toxic um the nicotine just it just inflames the gums more and just makes it such a unhealthy environment in the mouth and the plaque grows even more um it it really destroys the teeth i mean and the bone excuse me it destroys the bone a lot quicker um, for diabetics and smoking, um, it's a double whammy. Yeah, I mean, you're going to lose bone and lose your teeth a lot quicker. It's going to be a lot more severe, and uh, your periodontal disease is just going to go rampant. Now, since we're in California, um, I, I suppose that holds true for marijuana. Mm-hmm. And what if you use one of those little vape machines where you, know, you, you sort of get a cleaner hit? Not that I partake but even if i did so sure. what <laughs> yeah <laughs> right um it, it it's not good it's just bad it stains just your teeth do too it. it stains your teeth it makes your breath stink it it eats away at the bone it destroys the tissue there's really nothing good about it okay well that way we we scared people enough about <laughs> about their teeth but let's let's talk about now what they can do okay uh to improve the health of their teeth and gums or maintain it. Right. And, um, you know, I just want to let you know that since I've met you, I do take better care of my teeth, but it's work. It is work. Uh, you got to put work. it into your daily habit. That That's exactly it. I, I try to tell my patient, I try to educate them about what's going on and how to prevent it. And I try to tell them, look, I don't want you in the bathroom all day and night doing this. So there, it, it's a matter of, getting a routine and it can be quick 
and effective at the same time. Um, for so, inst- so give us an idea. What do you do? Maybe I shouldn't ask what you no, do. No, that's okay. What do you expect okay, us normals to do? I, I do tell my patients what I do, and they're like, wow, that, that can be kind of cool. So I'll tell you one, because I get up really early because I'm goofy, and I just get up early. So the night before, okay, back up. I suggest flossing, flossing morning and night before you brush. And what I do the night before is I take off two pieces of floss, one to floss at night, and then I have one ready for the morning, which I wrap around my mouthwash bottle, which is on my sink, and it's ready for me at five five in the morning when I'm stupid enough to get up. But it's ready. I don't have to think about it, and I floss in the morning before I brush. It's over and done with. And I move on. I don't have to think about it. I can't tell you how many patients sit there and tell me, well, I have some floss by the nightstand. I have floss by the kitchen. I'm like, put it in the bathroom next to your toothbrush and toothpaste and be done with it. Do it and be done. It makes it a lot easier. You don't have to think about it. Just like when I get up and work out, my workout clothes are in the bathroom waiting for me. I just put them on and I'm ready to go. Just get it done. So I try to make it easy and... um, not hard to incorporate it into your routine because honestly, if you get it into a routine, it's over and done with, you do it, and it's just, that's your day and your night. Well, I sleep with my workout clothes on, so. (laughs) I I do too, it's Um, right. Dana, you know, (laughs) my last visit with you was just a few weeks ago, and Mm -hmm. I probably didn't hear you say it in the past, but you remember I was surprised when you said floss twice a day and um, whenever I see you cleaning my teeth you you scrape out the plaque and you wipe it on that napkin that blue napkin on my chest that I don't do I put it on a gauze out of your sight it's (laughs) disgusting and it's it's white yes it is yeah it's white so um, maybe you can give a short uh, description of the proper way of flossing because I know there's a good way, and then there's a way that may not be that effective. Sure. Well, I at backing up, um, I tell people twice a day for two, three main reasons. Floss in the morning because overnight that bacteria is just multiplying by billions and causing your mouth to be disgusting, and it's just causing you know inflammation, etc. So in the morning, it's a really important time to floss because. You don't want to go all day with bad breath and this plaque multiplying even more and mixing with your food. It's kind of gross. So that's the majority of reasons why to floss in the morning and to floss at night to get the food out from between your teeth, which can cause cavities. And you want to go to bed without the plaque and the food. So there you have it. Morning and night really, truly is the best. I have patients that, you know, for whatever reasons, they, they floss after every meal because they get food caught between their teeth, which is really common. God bless them. That's great. The more you do it, the better off. Um, the best way to floss is to wrap it around your middle fingers, not your index. Wrap it around your middle fingers and get up under the gum line. That's something that people don't do. Um, I have to really teach the technique so people understand that it's not just between the teeth that you put the floss, but you go above, above that, up under the gums, down under the gum line, gently, that removes the plaque. That prevents the plaque from accumulating and multiplying. Yeah, I think that's that's important. What about those little bottle brushes? 
And yes, and there are other miscellaneous items that you can use. Um, the little bottle brushes you're referring to are called interdental brushes or proxy brushes. They look like little little Christmas trees on the end of a handle. Those are fabulous to use also. That removes plaque. Um, water picks are great to blast the food out and also to help out your gums. Um, brushing with an electric brush or battery operated is always a great thing um, as long as you're gentle. Gentle, gentle brushing in little circles. Every mechanical way you can remove this plaque is going to be beneficial to you, to your mouth, to your diabetes health, and to the your overall health. Well, I bought at Costco, um, and I told you it, it's one of these uh, circular uh, electric toothbrush, mm-hmm. kind of like the Oral-B, but right. it also built into the built into the brush itself is a water pick. So I have two buttons on the handle and it starts to vibrate and brush my teeth and the water, the second button is for the water to shoot through. It's fabulous. And um, I I dare to say it does not replace flossing. Right. Okay. Right. However, anything mechanical that is gentle and removes the plaque is a bonus. Okay. It's just actually basic. You have to do that if you don't want problems with the rest of your body and your mouth. I fill it up with warm water, the little <laughs> uh, container, for uh-huh. the, and then I put it like a cap full of Listerine. You can in do there. that. That's perfect. That's perfect. I feel pretty fresh afterwards, but you know what? I cannot believe what how much food comes oh, yeah. out. You know, if I had a dollar... I can see what I ate for the last week. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time I heard a patient say... After I floss and brush and I use that water pick, there's still so many pieces of food that comes out. Fantastic. Get it all out. Remove whatever you can out of your mouth and keep it healthy and clean. That's the bottom line. Okay. Floss twice a day. Correct. After you brush your teeth, which loosens up the block. Before. Oh, before you... Steve, I've I've taught you that multiple, numerous times since your appointments. Then brush twice a day. Correct. And if you want to brush during the day, that's great. Freshen your breath. And and, and I would say for all of you folks, now that I'm an expert, because I had, <laughs> I had periodontal disease, um, He's doing that well. these little bottle brushes are good in the back, in the areas of your teeth where there's uh, a lot of space. Right. And, and crowns. Crowns, bridges. And for you people that have bridges, you must get under there. And for people that have braces, you got to get under the gum line or else you're going to have some major issues there. Yep. You have to get under there and clean because plaque grows everywhere. What about Visalign? People have Visalign. Do- Invisalign, yeah. yeah. Well, that's wonderful. You could pop out the... Uh, you can pop it out. Pop them out, floss and brush normally. That's the beauty of Invisalign, those trays. You I see. take them out and you can floss properly because when you have normal metal braces in there, you cannot floss properly and that's, that's a problem. Now, I know you want to promote your own uh, profession, but how often should people see someone like yourself? And I'm sure there's That's very a good question. Answer. Good question. Um, well, you know, most people think six months is the magic time. For, for anybody that takes care of their teeth and gums immaculately like, like anybody should, six months should be fine. Um, honestly, depending on the case, if you have some pocketing, uh, three months to four months is is a is a very good interval. Honestly, f- after four months is really kind of too long for most people anyway. And if you are diabetic, 
the 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 more often you come in, the better off because it really a healthy, clean teeth and gums and root surfaces is really it will really go a long way to help your diabetes stay under control. Yeah, Dana, you know, as you you may or may not know, the insurance may only pay for uh, uh-huh. twice a year. Yeah, maybe at most three times a year. And I actually come in to see you every three months because right, I just Love pay it. out of pocket because it's important to me. Yeah, and uh, man, uh, you're. <laughs> periodontist that you work for he has raised the prices <laughs> and uh, i know and i wish we got a cut no i'm just kidding people are gonna have to you have to remember that this is probably one of the most important things you yes can do. you know what it's an investment in your whole health especially if you're diabetic it, um keeping having dental appointments and keeping them every three to four months i know maybe paying one out of pocket if you don't have insurance during the year it is more than worth it it is more than worth it because overall in the in the end, it's going to prevent you from having other issues medically that, that really are going to cost a whole lot more than one cleaning. Yeah. Well, let's finish with something fun. Um, <laughs> let's talk about our pets. I yeah. just want to tell you, my dog, Luke, may he rest in peace. Oh, baby. Uh, when my kids were younger, we had a dog mm-hmm. and he had the worst breath in the world. It's and we never disease. brushed his teeth. We gave yeah. him those greenies right. that they advertise. Sure. It'll help scrape the sure. plaque off your dog's teeth. I know you have collies, so what's what's the story with our pets? Well, pets get diabetic, and they also get periodontal disease and gingivitis. And I try my best to educate my patients who have pets, especially dogs and cats, that it's as important to brush their teeth at night as it is our own. Um, Even if they... If they don't have diabetes, you don't have to worry about it? Or That's not true. My okay. dogs are not diabetic, and I would not skip a night brushing their teeth. You don't have to do the whole routine, but truly at night, brushing their teeth will really prevent them from having periodontal disease um, and from having them have to be put under at a vet's office every couple of years um, and then having their teeth cleaned there. It, it, they, they're in pain. As as anybody else would be, if you don't remove the plaque and tartar every night, um, they won't tell you. And after it's too late, they won't be eating well. They'll be pawing at their mouths. They'll be drooling. Um, their mouth, their breath will be hor- you know horrendous. Doggy breath. Doggy breath is <laughs> is is basically periodontal disease. And if you don't want to end up having your dog in pain and and uh, having to pull a lot of their teeth then you know what get the brush get the doggy toothpaste they love it it's tasting like beef and and uh, chicken and i want to get some of that. it's delicious <laughs> peanut and butter keep your vet bills down keep your vet bills down absolutely i mean that's one of the main things that they have going on while you're sitting in the waiting room periodontal disease in pets so if you want to be 10 steps ahead and keep your pet healthier as as well as yourself then by all means please brush their teeth every night You'll do everybody a favor. Okay. So what's your parting summary to all the folks listening that will listen to this podcast? (laughs) Um, You guys are doing great. Keep it up. Um, Please incorporate brushing and flossing every night, morning and night, and you will really see a a nice difference in your body. You'll feel better. You'll smile more. and And in return, everybody will smile at you and make everybody happy. There well, you thank go. you, Dana. I have to end with what <laughs> I have told hundreds, if not 
thousands of crowds at our Take and Control Your Diabetes programs. And I used to talk about the diabetes warranty program, heart, kidney, nerves, feet, Mm -hmm. and I would end with teeth and gums. So number one was brush twice a day, two, floss once a day. Now, I said that wrong for 25 years, (laughs) but now it's brush twice a day, floss twice a day, at least one week before and after <laughs> you go to the dentist. And uh, everyone laughs just like you because you we boy. all get worried the week before That's and right. inspired the week after. But <laughs> I think the goal is to create a routine yeah. and don't ever get, uh, don't get lax, lax on it. Exactly, because one day of missing this stuff, it's going to cause inflammation and then you're going to have to start all over. Yeah. You're going to feel much better doing it every day and night, making yourself just do it. It's a routine. You don't think about it. Just get it done. You'll feel much better. Well, Steve, you've, you've improved immensely in my, in my chair. I'm just thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. So long, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye.